to another edition of Two Minutes with Todd. My name is Todd Jones. I'm the Chief Investment Officer for Redis Capital. Thanks for joining us today and welcome to the third week of Banking Crisis Central, which we'll be certainly talking about here during this podcast. Before we do that, let's take a look at last week's performance. Uh, you can see fairly similar performance picture to prior weeks with bonds up in value, down in yields, as the current situation with now Credit Suisse and UBS is pushing yields down as investors grow a little bit more fearful of what's to come. First Republic as well being thrown in that bucket. Interestingly, the S&P managed a positive return last week. Hard to think about what's creating that, although one item that does come to mind is the tech sector over the last three months in particular has initiated a broad range of layoffs across all companies that are large cap tech. So think about Amazon, Google, Microsoft have all announced layoffs of upwards of 10,000 per company. Facebook, otherwise known as Meta, implemented another 10,000 job cuts to bring their total to, I believe it's 20,000 over the last six months. So that may be an indication that investors are thinking that those companies are right-sizing and allowing them to maybe earn more during this challenging period for what's likely in front of us. International stocks have dipped to a couple of percent. Small cap index was down, Russell 2000 was down 2.8, and commodities were down 4.1%. The small cap indexes shouldn't really come as any surprise because the composition of financial holdings in the small cap index is far greater than it is in the S&P. The S&P total financial holdings, when you consider banks plus non-bank companies, is something like 10%. Russell 2000 is much closer to 20%. But what happened over the weekend is what I'm calling uh, a shotgun wedding. UBS agreed to acquire Credit Suisse for $2 billion of new equity capital. You can see here on chart one, the progression of the fair prices of each of those institutions over the last, call it, you know, eight years or so, where Credit Suisse is down roughly 90%. This is before the open today. So I think Credit Suisse was down another 40 or 50% after this. And UBS up 46% in the context. The S&P 500 was up 125% over this time period. Details of the deal are very preferential, in my opinion, to UBS because while they're only putting up $2 billion, they get a $10 billion backstop for non-performing assets that UBS could sell to the Swiss National Bank for the first $10 billion in losses. And Swiss National Bank is agreeing to provide $100 billion in liquidity to UBS over, I think it's the next year or two years, as balance sheet issues or, or assets within Credit Suisse portfolio may need some liquefying because of what's going on within the banking sector itself, where a number of banks are stepping back from trading operations, and that's creating wide bid-ask spreads for some of these less liquid assets that are on their balance sheet. All that being said, you know this is the probably fifth major banking consolidation or issue we've experienced on the back of Silvergate, Silicon Valley Bank, a signature bank. First Republic was last week, and now here we are with Credit Suisse and UBS. I guess the point I would make here is that just like in maybe 2008, we don't see this ebbing anytime soon. It's likely going to be a rolling issue after issue that might pop up here, there, uh, over the globe. We don't think, however, this is going to lead to the same calamity that happened in 2008 and 9 because there was, I would say, much less of an issue with some of the collateral that is on the balance sheets now versus in 2008-9 where you had toxic mortgage-backed securities that had no verification and no income requirements. Moving to the next chart here, you know, just wanted to point out that maybe the more traditional or non-traditional portfolio hedges have been really working. Thing, the more traditional one being gold, that's in the blue line, up 18% over the last six months. This is, of course, in the context of the S&P flat for the last six months, interestingly enough, even though it's been a very volatile time period, it's been very flat. And then Bitcoin and Ethereum, these are what I would consider non-traditional portfolio hedges. Remember that these assets do exist outside of the banking system. And with the Fed's closing down Signature Bank and uh, Silvergate, we've effectively debanked 
the digital asset space in the U.S. I think what's interesting is that over the last few months, they've really rallied as investors are seeking some of those other options that exist outside of the banking system. I would say for the first time in a long time, we are considering gold or have considered gold at the investment committee for a small portfolio hedge. We've yet to implement anything, but that's certainly arising to the level of research that we think would be appropriate for this type of environment. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to talking to you again sometime soon. Take care. All price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording. The information contained does not constitute research or recommendation from Gratis Capital to the listener. Gratis Capital is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of investment advice by Gratis Capital to that listener.